Ottawa back into the cane zone. Nifty pass to the captain. Brady Kachuk centers one out in front. They'll score. Kachuk sends it out front, and Adam Gaudet bangs it past Auntie Ranta. And Ottawa off to a hot start. It's 1-0 Senators. Formington backhand pass out in front, and an opportunity is pitched just wide. Now Ranta has to hold the post again. As Connor Brown with a chance. Another chance out in front. Formington scores. Now Stutzla back on the puck. He circles. Slavin watching him. His drive right through the rebound. They'll score. Gaines will get to the puck. Svechnikov, his stretch pass intercepted. Shot put on, and they'll score. Chris Tierney picks off the Svechnikov pass and beats Ronta. And it is 4-0 Ottawa. This is the Canes Corner Podcast with host Adam Gold. Presented by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. The Canes Corner Podcast is part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. Now, here's your host, Adam Gold. Welcome to the Canes Corner Podcast. I am Adam Gold. Yeah, I, I, I know the Hurricanes scored three goals tonight. I don't believe the podcast deserved the three goals. But, well, I shouldn't say that. I don't want to punish the podcast. Uh, but the Hurricanes were uh, were not were not good tonight at all. So we're, we're going to punish them by not playing the goals in the podcast. We're brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. If it's for the exterior of your home, you can find it at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina on Hamlin Road in Durham. Sammy Hannon and his crew do a great job siding, roofing, windows, entry doors, storm doors. They've got it all. Go online for free no obligation estimate at Aluminum Company. Com. Final score, and statistically speaking, you, you might, if you didn't watch the game, you'd go, oh man, Carolina just came up short in Ottawa. How does Ottawa keep beating Carolina? Never mind, we'll get to that. But the Hurricanes were really no-shows for 40 minutes. I mean, absolute, utter no-shows for 40 minutes. And it would have been criminal had Carolina somehow found a fourth goal in the last minute 12, I believe, when uh, Trocek scored, I believe there was a minute 12 left. It would have been utterly criminal if the Hurricanes had found the equalizer and gotten even a point out of today. Uh, because Carolina really was not around. They were, they were not interested in this game from Jump Street. No real ex- explanation for it, although it does continue a pattern. I am not a fan of playing down to your level of competition, uh, but the Ottawa Senators have given the Hurricanes absolute fits this year. Senators, in three games, have two wins and an overtime loss. It was a shootout loss. So the Hurricanes have not even ended uh, an overtime period with the lead on Ottawa. Canes are 1-1-1. One, one, and one. And honestly, they were outplayed in all three games. Outplayed in all three games. It's amazing they got three points out of them. Uh, but the Senators have some good young players. We've talked about this before. Uh, too many people look at records and go, oh, sh- sh- this shouldn't be a problem. Yeah, really? Still got to play. And the Hurricanes were not ready to play at the beginning. Just not ready to play. First 12 minutes featured this. Two goals for the Senators. Two posts by the Senators, so two near goals by the Senators, and two Hurricanes penalties. Canes in the box, well, more than five times tonight because there was matching minors at one point, but Hurricanes surrender five power plays, 
I think one power play goal, although I don't re- recall it being a power play goal, but that's what the box score says. Uh, so I guess it was one, uh, one for five on the power play for Ottawa. So the Hurricanes have increased their NHL best, air quotes, 3.52 power play opportunities allowed per game, highest in the National Hockey League, 3.52 per game. Five tonight, four last night in Toronto, so nine in the last two games. Uh, That's even a lot for Carolina, but still. And this is what... This is what we talk about. Alec and I, who's going to, Alec's going to join us in a little bit. Alec and I talked about this today on the radio. Um, Carolina's penalty kill is good. It's the best in the league. Guess what? It don't matter if you keep letting them up. If you keep giving teams power play opportunities, it doesn't even have to be a good power play. They get an extra guy. Puck falls in the right spot or the wrong spot if you're Carolina, and it's a goal. It doesn't matter how bad their power play is just doesn't. Toronto's power play didn't look great last night, but you gave them four. So when they put that kind of talent on the ice, you're going to give up a power play goal. And they did. Wasn't a great goal. It was a hardworking, lucky bounce goal. But extra guy. Got to stay out of the box. Carolina's got a discipline problem. Nino Niederreiter committed a penalty on a Carolina power play. Got to stick up right on the right on the mitts. That's a penalty. Doesn't have to be a lot there. There wasn't a lot there, but there was a stick on the gloves. Derek Stepan, stick on glove. I mean, these these things, they just have to stop. And it's indicative of a team that was not ready to play. Just not ready. And it's disappointing because what we're seeing, or what's happening here, it's not I don't want to make this, uh, you know, out to be a large prop. Carolina is 31-10-3. Still the best record in the Metropolitan Division. 31, excuse me. 31-10-3. Still the best record in the Metropolitan Division. Still the best points percentage in the Eastern Conference. So, it ain't all bad. But, two losses to Ottawa. A loss to New Jersey. Uh, A loss to Columbus. I mean, giving points away. Giving points away. They all count. At the end of the season, they all count. Uh, And if you want to look at the next four games, if Carolina plays the way they did tonight, there won't be any coming back in the third period to make it look good. At Boston on Thursday, you know the Bruins are mad. Carolina has walked the dog with the Bruins twice this year. Going to Boston on Thursday, Minnesota on Saturday, Florida the following Wednesday in Raleigh, and then Nashville that Friday. Of these next four games, well, Nashville is the the least... Uh, in terms of being formidable, but they're a playoff team. But Minnesota, Florida, I mean, come on, man. This is not, the Hurricanes are not playing the type of hockey. They were good yesterday, good in Toronto. They were fine. 
They weren't great, but they were fun. They got away with it. Because that was, uh, you know, there was two teams who were playing at about the same level. Toronto, again, just higher end, right? Higher end offensive talent. So that was the deal. That was the uh, the outcome that was probably deserved. You know, Carolina played really well, but, you know, again, both teams were about the same. But Carolina was not good tonight. And they were okay against San Jose before the break. They were okay the game before what? Against the Devils before the break. If you, the truth is, in their, basically in their last, just, let's just say 10 games. The game against Boston, high end. Awesome, dominant. Game against the Rangers, phenomenal, dominant. Game against Vegas after the uh, sleepwalking in New Jersey. The game against Vegas, excellent, excellent. These are the best, some of the best teams in the league. And for some reason, the Hurricanes have stunk it up against other teams against the lesser teams. Uh, And that's, I mean, I guess you would take winning against the good teams and losing against the lesser teams if it didn't cost you track position. But it probably will cost you track position. Because I'm going to guess Carolina's not going to be an 800% you know, point percentage uh, team against the best in the league, which is basically what they've been. Because they have struggled against the non-playoff teams. It's frankly quite surprising. Uh, Anyway, uh, let's go through some of the things here. uh, And then Alec Campbell will join us in just a couple of minutes. All right, so this started 1-11 in. That's right. One minute, 11 seconds in. Ottawa gets the puck deep into the Carolina end in the corner. Brady Kachuk found it. And he did magic things from there. Ottawa, back into the Kane zone. Nifty pass to the captain. Brady Kachuk centers one out in front. They'll score. Kachuk sends it out front. And Adam Gaudet bangs it past Auntie Ranta. And Ottawa off to a hot start. It's one nothing Senators. It actually wasn't Adam Gaudet. It actually went in off Sebastian Ajo. And the goal was credited to Brady Kachuk. I didn't see Gaudet hit it. Uh, but it did look like it went in off Ajo. Uh, if they ever changed that goal to Gadet, maybe he got a piece of it before it got to Sebastian. Uh, but either way, the real damage was the puck getting so easily into the Hurricanes and in, into the corner deep. And then Ajo not being in front of Gadet anyway. So he was out of position. He was on, really on the, the back side of the goal. So if Gaudet was able to get his stick to it, Sebastian couldn't do anything about it. And that was up that was upsetting. Uh, I didn't think the uh I don't think Ajo was great in Toronto. Maybe uh a little uh a little Vegas hangover. I mean not like literal he was drunk in Vegas hangover, but sometimes man, uh that city can linger <laughs> can linger on you for a couple of days. Uh anyway, uh it was not a good start. From Ajo, 827. Alex Formanton, you might think of him as the great one. Certainly the Hurricanes do. Formanton, backhand pass out in front, and an opportunity is pitched just wide. Now Ronta has to hold the post again. As Connor Brown with a chance, another chance out in front. Formanton scores. Yep. Uh, Alex Formanton has 10 goals on the season. Four of them are against Carolina. 
two goals in the first game in Raleigh. He had one goal in the game uh, a few weeks ago in Ottawa, uh, and he had the goal tonight. Second goal, that one made it 2 nothing. Right before the end of the first period, it looked like Carolina was going to steal a little momentum. Seconds left in the period. Kind of get a feeling of the old 90s hockey with that 1-1-3. Making life difficult to get the puck in the zone, but the Canes do. Svechnikov lays it back. Forsberg, the score! Did Ajo beat the clock? This is going to be really close. Really close. Wow, what a, what a huge moment this would be. Now let's hope that this thing gets all... Oh, wow, was that ever close. I had it by a nick of time in. Hang on. Wow, that's as close as it gets. It expired. Barely. That's as close of a, a buzzer-beating goal or one after the buzzer's expiration that I can ever remember seeing. Well, didn't count. It, uh, I don't know, a hundredth of a second late. Uh, and just uh, Carolina was much later than that almost goal. Because <laughs> Carolina didn't even get there uh, at the start of the second period. 40 seconds in. Brady Kachuk was at it again. Now Stutzla back on the puck. He circles. Slavin watching him. His drive right through the rebound. They'll score. Yep, it was uh, it was that simple. Kachuk's 14th. How about this? The previous 15 games, Brady Kachuk had zero goals. He had two tonight. Uh, two minutes and 14 seconds later, Andrei Svechnikov uh, was looking to get on the score sheet. Gaines will get to the puck. Svechnikov, his stretch pass intercepted. Shot put on and they'll score. Chris Tierney picks off the Svechnikov pass and beats Ronta. And it is 4-0 Ottawa. I mean, to be perfectly honest, I wouldn't even call that a uh, that uh, Tierney picked off the pass. It looked to me like Andre was trying to set Tierney up for the goal. I mean, it was perfect, right on his tape, and Tierney did not uh, did not waste the opportunity. Went high over Ranta for nothing in the twenty third minute. Yes, it was for nothing Ottawa in the twenty third minute. All you needed to know. All you needed to know in the game. Uh, Carolina did. Mount a comeback. We start 257 into the third, and uh, they had, I think they really did this. I think Rod did this in the second period. Uh, Ajo centering Svechnikov and Natchez. Uh, Natchez was particularly unimpressive tonight, but uh, here you go. Andre gets Carolina on the board. Slavin gets to it. He'll put one on. Still loose out in front. Svechnikov scores! Haynes needed one quick to start the third period, and Andre Svechnikov gobbles up the loose puck and puts it home. Good physical shift from Ajo and Svechnikov, and Natchez actually made a nice play uh, to keep the puck in the zone as well. Eventually, uh, Slavin takes a shot. It's wide. Ajo uh, kind of in a... A physical battle to the side of the net. Uh, keeps the puck alive. Svechnikov swoops in and roofs it over Anton Forsberg. Second time this year, Forsberg has beaten Carolina. He has faced about 90-some-odd shots in those uh, two games as well. Um, but it's 4-1. Does Carolina have a chance? It's 4-1. Svech's, 
17th of the season from Aho and Slavin. Uh, 11 minutes later, uh, do, you, do you guys know what a dummy run is in soccer? Uh, when a pass comes across and one guy fakes like he's going to uh, make a play on the ball, but he basically just runs over it and he leaves it for the guy right next to him. Well, that's what Jesper Faust did to help Brendan Smith celebrate a birthday. Now Niederreiter behind the net with the puck for Carolina. Out in front, Faust fans on the chance. Rebound, chance to score! Happy birthday, Brendan Smith! Canes have cut the deficit in half. They did. It's 4-2. They have a chance. And you're sitting there going, they're going to make me watch the rest of this, aren't they? These bleh, 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 bleh. These guys are going to make me watch the rest of this? Yeah. Yeah. A little over a minute left. Vincent Trocek. Trocek. Up top, D'Angelo. Back to Trocek. Shot the score! Trocek using a double screen out in front. And the Canes have cut it to one. There were a lot of bodies there. 12th goal of the season for Trocek, and it's 4-3, and you're going, can they do this? Can they actually come all the way back and force overtime? Could they possibly? Trocek takes a huge hit along the boards, gets it to D'Angelo, Slavin, now Aho. This puck is going to be deflected by Zaitsev. Eight seconds left. Trocek with it. Five seconds left. He'll send it all the way across. Nobody home for Carolina, and the clock hits zeros. A valiant effort from the Carolina Hurricanes in the third period comes up short. Ottawa will take this one tonight, 4-3. to three. I think valiant is probably not the right word I would use. That That, that is not how I would term it. Uh, but it did almost happen. My man Alec Campbell, Stormwatch, Aftermath, Intermission, Hurricanes Radio Network. That would have been criminal, wouldn't it have? Oh <laughs> uh, man, yeah, they would have. We had to tiptoe to the plane and pretend like nobody saw them. <laughs> if uh, they had figured out a way to come back there at the third, but that was their best period. But uh, you know, I think it's a pretty simple story for tonight. Dug themselves too deep of a hole at the beginning of the game, so kind of too little, too late for them. But I, I don't feel necessarily that. The, well, I mean, the score at the end of the game looks respectable, but I'm not sure the Hurricanes played as poorly as, you know, once it was all said and done, as it looked like they were going to <laughs> at the very beginning. I mean, the first period's pretty much, you know, crap, although they came out with the better of the high danger chances, according to Natural Statric okay. in that period. <laughs> um, yeah. Second period, you know, you give up the two uh, early goals, but then I kind of thought they got better in the second period, and then the third period they dominated. So for about 30 minutes of the game, they were good. But for the other 30, they got too big of a hole to come back. Here's my – because I agree in terms of the style of the – you know, the way the game was played. Uh, in the second period, second half of the second period, Carolina had tons of chances, couldn't even find the net. Andre, I don't know how Svechnikov mixed, missed the net from as close to the net as he was because um, he had, a, like, I don't even know what the square footage is of the goal. Four by six, they had 24 square feet. He probably had 14 of them to shoot into. 
and missed it by a foot. It was just, it was gross. Uh, anyway, um, but they had plenty of opportunities to score. Uh, either, you know, Forsberg either made some good saves, which he did, or they hit him with the puck, which they did. Ajo certainly did on one chance in tight. Uh, or they missed the net entirely, and they go to the third period, and it's 4 nothing. Um, to be to be honest, uh, I don't really put any stock into what I saw in the in the third, simply because you're down four nothing. So yeah, Ottawa. Like I I know how it looked, and Carolina was obviously better, but I have a hard time giving uh, giving a team credit when it's clear that one team is just sitting back. They're not really mm-hmm. aggressively pursuing. Um, but it was Carolina's best period, and maybe they can take that with them on the plane to Boston because, I mean, I, there were times I thought they were already in Boston or still in Toronto. Uh, yeah, but, but that yeah. start was gross. I mean, yeah. they were slow. I, I mean, I know Aho didn't. Ajo's man didn't score. Adam Gadet didn't score. But, I mean, might as well could have because Ajo was was on the wrong side of the play. Then Brett Pesci lost uh, Alex, the great one, Formanton. Yeah. He's got 10 goals, four against Carolina this year. Yeah, yeah, I know. Kane's killer. Kane's killer, Alex Formanton. He's like Adam Ernie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah. No, I mean, I think the goals they gave up, you know, you can pick out pretty glaring issues that occurred on all of them. You know, as you point out, the sort of lazy back check by Ajo and then Pesci, you know, the, the definitions of there but not there on yep. both of them. And, and then, you know, D'Angelo gets sort of bullied off the puck by Kachuk. And then a very poor decision by Andre Svechnikov throwing the stretch pass from deep in his own end that gets picked off. So there were three really terrible mistakes, sort of lazy plays, lackadaisical, listless, whatever, uh, you know, careless. Um, whatever whatever L, L adjective you want to use. Yeah, whatever, whatever adjective you want to use for them. And they ended up in the back of the net. So that's that's what happens sometimes if you're not, you know, playing with a level of urgency that you need to play with, and you know it's just, it's really hard to come back from down four nothing after two periods. So they got what they deserved in the end, but I think there were some redeeming aspects to the game. Yeah, I mean. I guess there were. I mean, um, you know, take it as a 60-minute sample. Yeah, I yeah. mean, look, I think there were some players even in the beginning of the game that played well. I thought Stahl, Faust, and Niederreiter were very good again. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I thought, uh, They don't score, I but thought, they're very good. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I thought Stahl was probably their best player tonight. Um, uh, you know, Faust. I liked I liked Jarvis tonight. I mean, honestly, I think Svechnikov's overall game was pretty good, except for the one big mistake that he had. Um, you know, I, 
I thought Ajo's game was decent tonight. I mean, I didn't think it was great, but I thought it was decent. Uh, besides the the lazy back check, right. So I mean, taken as a taken as a full sample, as you say, um, there wasn't as much to the egregious, but um, you know, just sort of a, a a bunch of individual situations stacked on top of each other that make it look worse than I think it was. All right, come. On. A couple of things that have been bouncing around through my head. Um, I think uh, Seth Jarvis, I mean, he played very well tonight. And he's got, what, eight goals on the season? Yeah. They kind of need more from Seth, or they need more from Natchez. They really need more from both. My yeah. my worry, look, Jarvis just turned twenty. I am not, I am not going to be mad or disappointed in Seth Jarvis if essentially he just becomes a guy for the rest of the season. But his noticeable play—it's not like what we saw in the first. It is like his first fifteen games, right? It just isn't. Uh, but he was good tonight. I agree. He was very good tonight. Uh, Natchez has one goal, I think, in his last 13 games. We, you and I talked about this in the radio today. At some point, Natchez has to be more than just a blur skating around the ice. He's a giveaway waiting to happen. He's struggled with the puck. He's missing the net. And while he has his moments, and because he's so dynamic in terms of his skating ability and his talent, and he's a good defensive player. That's the thing about it. Like, he does, he actually knows what he's doing. He's good away from the puck, all of this. Yeah. But for some reason, the production, it's, is he dressing? We haven't been in the locker room all year or two years. Is he dressing next to Jordan Stahl? I have no idea where he's dressing. <laughs> I mean, um, Jordan, Jordan, you, if you are, you need to move because whatever Jordan's doing right now isn't working in terms of getting the puck to go in the net. Hell, Jarvis tried to set him up for one tonight. He had a couple tonight that he couldn't get to go. Yeah, I wasn't but, crazy yeah, about that, that, Jar- that Jarvis pass. He should have shot the puck. I'm, I disagreed that, uh, with Tripp. Yeah, I mean, I, I could I could see that. I'm, I'm here for players being selfish more often than not, to be honest. Uh, I mean, I, I love a good pass. Don't get me wrong, but this team in particular, I feel like, I mean, and that's probably part of Natchez's problem too. Like, I think he, I think he needs to do less a lot of times. Like, he, I think his, his physical ability, the speed with which he can play and his skill level, I think sort of, trick him into doing things that he doesn't need to do all the time when it works it's freaking dazzling man like he can he can stick handle through defenders Uh, when he gets going he obviously can wheel it around in the zone you know we've seen him do that a bunch of times where he's basically like a damn NASCAR driver just turning laps in the offensive zone um He's super fast. He's got good hands. You know, he's got good vision. All of those things, but sometimes it's just like 
you just need to tone it down a little. And I think that, for me, that's like kind of what the issue is for him. If he simplified a little bit more, I think it might be a little more effective and efficient. I mean, there's something has to happen. I would, uh, I would consider the head of a live rooster. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know what to do if you're Jordan Stahl. <laughs> I mean, oh, man. I mean, uh, listen. I mean, you're not. You're, I mean, yeah. Okay, you make the argument that Jarvis shouldn't have passed the puck, but he know. did, and the puck was right there. Yeah, but it was that was a, like that to me. That was a tough chance. It was. It was. Uh, it, he had to half volley it. Yeah, it was. It was a half volley. So again, because because of the way the pass had to be made, like could could a player with better hands have scored? Yeah, but yeah, I, well, I mean, I would. I think last year's Jordan scores that. Yeah, maybe, but um, he still doesn't have. If we were rating, uh, you know, hands on the team, Jordan wouldn't yeah, be not among. The best. <laughs> so no. The, the way it's always been, and it doesn't even matter the sport. Uh, it could be hockey, could be soccer, could be uh, basketball. You have to know who you're passing to. Yes. And to me, where Jarvis was with the puck, shoot it. It's a no. Right. It's a no-brainer shot. If you're passing that puck to Svetch or Aho, okay, yeah. I get it. Yeah, I get it. But. You're not. You weren't. It'd be like passing the puck to Brock McGinn there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, and Brock was just going to miss the net anyway. Uh, but that's again, I, Jarvis played well. I understand. I understand uh, the mindset. Yeah. But in in that situation, one guy is a scorer and the other guy is not. So let's let the scorer score. Um, but again, I thought Jarvis created opportunities pretty much. I don't know. I'm not going to say all night because I don't think Carolina created a lot of opportunities in the first period at all. Uh, they didn't. Second half of the first of the second period, yes. Third period, again, I'm hesitant to really put any stock in it because of the way Ottawa was willing to play. So, uh, if they had played that way and didn't and and scored once and lost two one, that would be different. Uh, but it was. Four nothing going into the period, and um, they still took five penalties tonight. Yeah, I mean, actually yeah, took that, more than five penalties. They took uh, they, there was a double uh, six penalties. I think. Yeah, there was a matching minor situation. Points. So yeah, Niederreiter and Shabbat, I think, got matching holding calls right at the end of the second period. So, yeah, I mean, too many penalties again. But at least they got four tonight, so it kind of evened out. So I'm glad the referees were uh, evening out the penalties on purpose. <laughs> like that, that, that's, that's the part about all that complaining that I, I can't get with. Like, are they just supposed to call penalties just so that they're even? Well, don't you know how that's how it works? If, like in basketball, if like, if we shoot 22 free throws – you're supposed to also shoot 22 free throws? Yeah, it's not a it's not a tit-for-tat situation. I feel like that's how it gets looked at way too often. Like just because you You're right. Because you called four for one team doesn't mean you got to call four for the other team. Just call the penalties. Sometimes you end up with more, sometimes they're even, sometimes they're lopsided. Right. 
Um, I know Rod talked about with the situation with Brendan Smith and Wayne Simmons yesterday that he wanted, he thinks it should have been an instigator on Simmons. And I get it. I get, because I don't know that Rod is wrong. Um, it was a little bit different. Remember the game against the Rangers when Barkley Goodrow hit Tavo? And uh, by the way, they need Tavo Teravainen in the lineup badly. Badly. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, with that situation, Yasperi uh, Kotkaniemi came right to Teravainen's defense. And uh, he, and I guess it was Goudreau, both went for fighting. But Kokaniemi got two minutes for instigating. He got the extra two, which is what Carolina, what, you know, Kokaniemi and Carolina were willing to trade to stand up for a teammate because it was a clean hit. Well, the Smith hit on Andre Kasha was a clean hit. The difference is that I believe there was a whistle. Then Simmons came out and then asked Brendan Smith to fight. So that stoppage in play, which honestly shouldn't matter, that stoppage in play, I guess, eliminates the instigator. But I frankly don't see the difference because the purpose is identical. Right. But, I mean, I could see Rod's point that there should have been an instigator because there's no reason why you should be uh, asked to fight, and we have the stupid code, where Brendan Smith, who clearly didn't want to fight, right. he, he looked up at the top of the you know the, the roof of uh, Scotiabank Arena yesterday, going, are you serious? It was a clean yeah, hit. Well, I mean, by the definition of instigation, he should have gotten an instigator. Right. I, I, agreed. But because it wasn't immediate, they have the right to not call it. But it should have been. But well, that, that, I mean, honestly, whatever. Uh, I'm not yeah. sitting here and complaining. But that, that's what Rod's point was. Um, but you know, tonight they got plenty of power plays. Uh, the power play was, I mean, I guess it was okay. I mean, it, it looked pretty like. Good. I mean, they moved the puck around uh, pretty well. Nino was good in the middle of the ice on the power play. They need that. They need some presence in the middle of the ice on the power play. They need Tavo Teravainen also on the power play. Um, but, yeah, again, I I have a hard time putting any stock in the third, although I'm glad it looked better. I really am glad it looked better. So, uh, any other? Yeah, no, I think that's fair. No, I think that's a fair observation. Um about the third period, but, uh, you know, it's, it's fine. It's, uh, it wasn't, you know, listen, I mean, they got what they deserved. Right. The first two, the first period was absolute, was, was pretty much hot garbage. I mean, it just wasn't good. They weren't ready to play in the first period. Second period, you give up a goal 40 seconds in. I mean, you just can't, you can't do that. I mean, they gave up two goals in the first two minutes. Yeah. Uh, two, three minutes of the second period. Yeah, like, it was 4 nothing. And the game was o- the in the game tw- was basically over. In the 23rd minute, it was 4 nothing, 4 nil in the 23rd minute. Yeah, I mean, I guess the good news is you got all that time left to score four. <laughs> then why did they wait till the third period? Yeah, I don't know. 
bad decision making. Poor yeah. decision making. Yeah, they they decided to not score. Uh, this is mm-hmm. after the game. This is what I said on Twitter. They made it interesting in the third, but in the end, they got what they deserved. You know, they yeah, deserve to lose sure. the game tonight. They deserve. They didn't deserve even a point out of it. It would have been amazing had they got it. Um, yeah, they would have been stealing. So good for uh, good for Ottawa. There's some nice players on that team. Yeah, no doubt, and they're missing. They're missing uh, two. They, Batherson and Norris and Norris. Yeah, Batherson still leads them in scoring, and he's missed the last six games. Yeah, he got hurt the game before Carolina played them uh, in Ottawa yeah. a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, he was taken out by um, by the goaltender. In, oh yeah, um, Aaron Dell. Aaron Dell, yeah. Yeah, that what a cheap what a cheap play that was. Here's a question. Yeah, you you and I are both on the same boat that we don't like fighting, right? Would you like well, to Well, I just think it's I just, I just don't buy into all the things that people say it does. So, I mean, I think I think fighting is lame just as a general rule, but um but you know, I understand the entertainment value. Well, okay, yes. But but let me ask you about this particular situation. I think it was four nothing. Might it might have still been three nothing, but I think it was already four nothing. So shot comes in, Ranta gloves it, and Kachuk kinda takes a little swipe at Ranta's glove with his stick. Puck is mm-hmm. in the glove, whistle blown. Nobody yeah. did anything. And I was looking at yeah. that and I was a little surprised. And I'm trying to remember who the uh, who the hurricane was. I actually think it was Brendan Smith, but which would which surprises me because Brendan Smith, if he saw that, would not have allowed it. Um, but maybe he didn't. Maybe he was all, also still checked out. I don't know. Um, but to me, already down four nothing. Who cares? You can't right. let somebody poke at your goalie, whack at your goalie. That that bothered me about the game, but I think it was pretty soon after that that Carolina started to play better. But, again, I don't know. I don't know what to take out of it, but that bothered me really? about the game. Yeah, I mean, those Kachuk boys, they, they play a little on the edge for sure. Did you see what, uh, did you see what Brad Marchand did to uh, Tristan Jari tonight? No. Brad, uh, I'm not entirely sure what the context of the situation is. I've only seen sort of the confrontation part of it, but essentially he just he went in, and he punched Jari in the face oh. at one point after the play was dead. And is that allowed? The, ref, the referees are just sort of like holding him back, and you know, there's the the the, the typical sort of you know pushing and shoving melee that occurs after something like that. And then Marchand, like, goes back after he's helmetless at this point. Referee's trying to guide him to the bench. And he goes back after Jari and, like, whacks him with a stick. Oh, I see that. Oh, that's that's it. That's impressive. Yeah, it was. But like, he might not play in the game on Thursday. Yeah, I would be surprised. I mean, but Marchand, like, guys like that, they, they just they go to a place. When they lace them up, man. Oh yeah, he definitely does. I mean, he just goes to a place. 
but yeah, that stuff is, uh, I don't like that stuff. I think it's just, I don't know, whatever. I guess it's pesky, the stuff like what Kachuk did. What, uh, look, what, what Kachuk did, what Kachuk did is what a lot of players do, but yeah, they do it all the time. My, my whole, my whole point isn't that Brady Kachuk or yeah, Brady Kachuk shouldn't do that. It's that if you're Carolina, you have to respond to it. You can't allow the you can't allow opponents to take wax at your goalie, and that went come like let it go. I'm like, what what are we doing here? Uh, and I don't know. Maybe it was kind of indicative of this the way Carolina was all night long, like just not necessarily uh, as fully engaged as they needed to be. But uh, just watching the replay of Marshan, he takes the uh, <laughs> takes a punch at Jari. <laughs> And then yeah. skates back and just sticks his stick in his face. That's fantastic. You got a match penalty. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, we'll uh, we'll see if he plays on uh, Thursday night. Good thing is Carolina has been really good against the best teams uh, in the NHL, and they're going to have to because the next four are against Boston, Minnesota on the road, Florida, and Nashville at home. So uh, so there you go. Canes have not had uh, Ottawa's number so far this year. They've had uh, Boston's number, so let's stop the bleeding on Thursday. Would you like a Michaela Schifrin update? So I just saw Ryan McGee tweet that she got it all dusty in the living room. What happened? She uh, she missed a gate, did not finish her first slalom run, and uh, she's she's out of the slalom. I don't know, man. Wow. She has That's struggled. That, yeah. Like, I, I think she skis in all disciplines. So yeah. uh, she still has she was, three more events. Yeah. But, you know, I kind of wondered about how that, you know, I wonder how mental that is. Like, going out so quickly on the very first, on your very first, you know, event. Yeah. Like she did. Like, I wonder how much you you know, get inside your head after that. I was kind of worried about the rest of her Olympics after that. Yeah. Do you, do you want your, uh, do you want a snowboarding update? I'm just now watching these people go down this track and this person just crashed and is laying there. Oh, now I'm watching a guy can't, uh, or, or a snowboarder. I don't know if it's a guy or not who got stuck in one of the valleys. Oh yeah. 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 That's tough. It's female. Female, it's female event. Oh, is it? Yeah. And now, uh, and she's just she's stuck. She she yeah. needs help. The rough she's got to call AAA. <laughs> Roadside, roadside <laughs> assistance. Uh, too many events in the Winter Olympic Games. Too many events. Anyway, um, all right. Well, I'm going to go. I'll watch a little bit of the snowboarding. Uh, that's uh, that's fun, Alec Campbell. Yeah, no doubt. All right, this will be better against Boston. I'm positive. All right, I'll take your word for it. All right. Or, take or, your word for it. Do you have concerns? Do you have concerns about this team? Uh, Not really. Not right now. I'm, uh, you know, if it gets worse than this, they keep losing games, then I'll get worried about it. But at the moment, they have 10 losses in regulation. <laughs> but, I, I mean, I will say, like, you know, they've only played – Essentially a half a season. Like you and I were sort of yeah. talking about this off the air the other day. Like, you know, 
I guess it's too early to, to, to count our chickens, so to speak. You know, I, I feel good about what the team is and where I think they can go, but they still have a half a season to play. And, you know, things can, things can go badly. We've seen, you know, we've seen teams, you know, you know, go in the tank before. We've seen other teams, you know, remember what Carolina did a couple years ago where right. when they made the playoffs and they went on that ridiculous run. So, you know, things can happen. Like, just because it was really good in the first half of the season doesn't mean it's going to be the same in the second half of the season. And so far, it's off to a little bit of a rocky start. But I'll I'll worry when it's time to worry. I don't think that time is now. All right, sir. I'm going to watch uh, these snowboarders uh, hopefully not get hurt. All right. Sounds good. Before we get out of here, let's hear what the head coach had to say about uh, this debacle. It's a weird game. Came out actually the first two shifts were great, and then they threw one at the net, bounces right behind the eight ball, and then you know a couple real bad. I, I mean, just decisions with the puck. Uh, but like, I, I think your first point. I love the fact that down four, not to go on the third, be easy just to roll over. That's not how these guys operate. So you know, really pretty good second half of the game. It's just. You know, we just uh, weren't gave you know too much. Obviously, at the start, the four goals, no one spot anything that. But I love the fact that we kept digging it. You know, I mean, I like the fact that we don't quit. I mean, I think that's great because um, that's gonna you know we're gonna have games where it doesn't go your way, and we're gonna have to you know we're gonna have to keep digging in. Um, really, that to me, the, the game was the start of the second period where we thought we'd come out and we gave them two quick ones. Uh, that was that was tough, uh, but. Give the other team credit. They were ready to go from the start, uh, played well. And, you know, I thought we didn't get too many breaks today. You know, our power play was actually really good. We must have had five or six just thought were tap-ins and just didn't happen to go. So you can't give a team – it doesn't matter where the puck looks going offensively. You just – you can't give offensive opportunities for the other team. I mean, that that's a – you know, you want to try to win that game one nothing, And, you know, if you score four or five, great. But you can't give – you know, just can't give up these uh, – the opportunities we gave up early in the game, um, it's just too hard to come back from. Even though we, we certainly had plenty of opportunities to do that, you just can't rely on that. All right, so likes the fact that his team dug in, but ultimately, first three minutes of the second period was the deciding factor. Um, Carolina was not good in the first, down 2 nothing. Figure you come out in the second period. Uh, just win a period, even if you just pick up one, doesn't go. End of story. You're down four nothing. No matter how well you play, it's tough to score four goals in the NHL, unless you're Florida or Colorado, uh, and that's just uh, a decent day. It's just an average day when you score four. Uh, anyway, uh, we'll jump out of here. We're brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. If it's for the exterior of your home, you can find it at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina on Hamlin Road in Durham. Sammy Hanna's crew do a great job. Uh, so go check them out online, aluminumcompany.com. You can follow the Canes Corner Podcast wherever you get your podcast. You can rate it. You can review it. You can give us five stars. You can give us four stars. Give us whatever you want. Doesn't matter. Uh, we just want you to, uh, to enjoy it because we enjoy doing it, even when the Hurricanes lose to the Ottawa Centers 4-3. Until in the wee hours of Thursday night into Friday morning when the Canes play in Boston. This is the Canes Corner Podcast. I'm Adam Gold. Thanks to Alec Campbell. Bye. 
This has been the Canes Corner Podcast with Adam Gold, presented by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. You can listen to this podcast at WRALsportsfan.com or wherever you get your podcasts.